Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicola Skino. And together we're here as your host for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will discuss how screen time affects our lives, how getting help is often the best idea, and we have a very special soul sister shout out. All right. Welcome back, Sparkers. How are you, Nicole? I am super good. <laughs> super. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those weeks where I'm I'm excited to be feeling super. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you've had a little bit of tummy stuff with the baby, yeah? Yeah, she's starting to take up a little bit more room in there. <laughs> so I told her she needs to leave a little room for my insides to still work. <laughs> Have any of your classes shown you the picture of like what your insides look with her in it? Yes. And I was like blown away by it. I didn't think that was, I, I mean, I knew she was taking up a lot of space, but I did not realize that she's literally squishing everything else in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> but it made me feel better because I was like, okay, I'm not just complaining about stuff. Like this is pretty legit. <laughs> like my stuff is really being squished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So you guys are going on vacation next week, yeah? Oh my goodness, and I am so excited. We are loading up. Me, the husband, and Caleb are loading up for a road trip, puppy-free. The puppies are going to stay with the grandparents, so it's just going to be us. And we are heading, our final destination is New York, which we've never been to before, Actually, we really haven't, any of us haven't been east and, and north that much. We usually go west. So we're really excited to be heading up there and we're going to hit a ton of places on the way. Oh my gosh. How far is that drive? Really, really far. So <laughs> we're going to be taking lots of breaks and we're just kind of trying to keep it just real organic and see kind of like, I don't know how long my bladder will last, honestly. <laughs> so yeah. we're just going to kind of like take it as we go, get out and move around and still do a lot of like sightseeing on the way so that we're not under this like strict timeline. So I don't even know exactly when we'll get to New York, but we will get there eventually. <laughs> oh my gosh. How far along are you now? I am at 28 weeks right now. 28 weeks. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be 29 on Saturday. So woo, we're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's exciting. Full blown into the, the last trimester. Woo, woo. Oh, yeah. Mm, final stretch. <laughs> final stretch. That's yeah, cool. And what have you been up to? Well, we just graduated our teacher training class at Yoga Sport Dallas with Yay! Yes, is like the most bittersweet weekend of my life. Well, maybe not of my life, but it's every year. It's it's very exciting. And I'm like, I mean, really, everybody is not phenomenal. It's an awesome group of people. There's some people that are like ready to teach already. They're just so on it. So I'm excited to see where they go. But I, I also get sad because that whole connection and the whole group of being together, that part's over. So bittersweet. Bittersweet, but um, an early shout out to all of you guys in 2017 YSYS. And I can't wait to see what they all go in to do next. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. So 
All right, we're going to start with our sucky moment of the week. Here's our sucky scale, one being kind of sucky, five being super sucky. One, <sighs> two, three, seriously, four, five. And I'm going to rate my sucky moment as a four. Okay, so this happened yesterday. I actually had planned a different sucky moment. I had outlined this episode and then this happened. And so I changed it. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I felt like such a crumb. Okay, so I went to Fuddruckers with my mom and dad and Luke. And my parents met us there because they were coming from the airport and we were parked in a spot that was right next to a handicapped spot. So like we were the last regular spot and to our left was a handicap. And then there was like a blank spot that was, you know, where they put the lines where no one's allowed to park. Mm-hmm. And then there was another handicap spot after. So I like parking there because with Luke's car seat and everything that I can get him in and out and it's just easier. So he's sick. He's been kind of cranky and he was just taking forever to get it in the car. And this guy like comes around the corner to to park he's got this bright yellow sports car and he's blaring this music and he's this really good looking guy and he's got a muscle tee on and he's all cut and he's just sitting there waiting for us and I'm like thinking to myself like listen jerk like move you know like go somewhere else and I looked and I'm like it's a handicapped spot you know so and I looked at his dash and I was like surely this guy's not handicapped and I didn't see a handicapped thing and then I was like, well, even if he is does need to use the handicap, he can go to the next one, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just like I'm in my head, like irritated with it. And he sits there and waits and then he pulls in. But he pulled in like kind of half into that spot and half into the one that's not really a spot. And my initial reaction was like, what a jerk, you know. And <laughs> we get in the car. I cannot believe this. I swear I feel like I was in a movie or like, in a, you know, somebody was like watching me or something. But he opens up his door and he pulls out this like um, wheelchair seat and he starts to put it together. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I I just felt like such a jerk. (laughs) And and then he kind of looks at me and he didn't look at me like, I don't know what he was thinking, but I'm sure he gets that a lot where people are probably shocked that he's handicapped because you just would never guess it like at first glance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I felt so bad. I mean, I put it at a four because I just felt like such a jerk. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like trying to justify my, my actions all the way home. And I was like, well, there was still another, you know, my head I was like, there's still another handicap spot to the left. And then I realized like he needed that space to the left to be able to like put, cause it was like this foldable kind of chair that he was like sort of putting together and then get himself out. So he needed that blank space to be able to get out of the car. <laughs> oh, it's oh, the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, wow, what a great lesson on so many levels. But well, two things, two inspired actions was the first was don't make assumptions because, ooh, man. And just, you know, things are not what they seem. Like that was just such a, a great example of that. And also just don't judge because I was judging him like, oh, he's this cool boy. And maybe, he, I mean, he looked cool. <laughs> he looked cool and he had a great sports car and he was really good looking. And I just thought he was kind of a jerk. But really, I'm sure he's not, you know, <laughs> like. 
Totally. And there's no way to know, but it's easy to judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to know, but he certainly needed that spot more than we did. So it was it was just a great eye opener. And I thought, ooh, there is a life lesson. And I'm glad that, you know, that was I could have been worse. So <laughs> oh, hats off to that guy. <laughs> lessons learned. All right. So we have, um, I want to let you guys know about this awesome challenge that I created. It's called seven days to make your life sparkle so that you can stress less and do more. And if you go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com, it's free to sign up. You just go to my front page and you scroll down and you'll see a big box. You just put your name and email in there and, um, you'll, I'll give you an email each day and it gives you something to work on in your house or in your computer or whatever. And the results have been awesome. We've just been out for maybe a week or two, but you said your sister really loved it, right? Oh my gosh. She loved it. And I loved it too. I just, every day I was like expecting that email and I get so excited to open it and see like what my challenge was going to be. Cause I hadn't seen what the challenges were all going to be. And it was like a surprise and it would get me excited about whatever I was going to work on that day. And it, I mean, it was some serious motivation. I was really pumped about it. And my sister has like leaps and bounds. She has changed a lot of the things that she's been talking about changing wanting to do but this was like a serious stimulus for her to like really get her going and she's actually doing them which is cool <laughs> oh that's so cool what so what are some things she's doing well the big one which we started together was the toy clutter but there's also been just overall like cleaning out her refrigerator she loved that one like that is going to be a part of her <laughs> normal routine my mom also did the cleaning refrigerator one. It was harder for her, but it's just really cool to like have something that motivates you. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to stick to this because this works, you know? Oh yeah. It's so awesome. And it's a lot of, it's really simple and it's just about committing to doing it. And it's stuff we know that we should do, or we, the things on our to-do list that there's never a deadline. So then they just kind of just get put off. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't have a specific time to do it. And so she's always wanting to clean the refrigerator out, but she never actually made the time to do it. But now that she's done it, she loves the way it feels now. So she's like, why don't I do this all the time? Yeah. So do that. And then when you sign up for it, you'll get on my email list and we're going to be starting a weekly newsletter with all kinds of fun things. So get connected. The Spark. Inspire Your Life podcast is brought to you by the Spark online program. The Spark program was created in 2010 by your very own podcast host, Angela Wagner. Do you like what you hear in this podcast? If so, join Angela for a five-week online course to help guide you into a happier and healthier version of you. Okay, so we have a very interesting Ask Coach A. Wags this week. So Ask Coach A. Wags for the new listeners is really listener questions. So you can send in any questions you have to podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And we usually answer questions about habit change, time management is one of our favorites, exercise, certainly yoga, organizing, or simply being more inspired in your life. So we love getting these questions. If you guys could send them in, we'd really appreciate it. And this one is actually so meaty that we're making it our main topic too. So we'll spend a lot more time on it. But Jackie writes, how can I get my husband, my kids, and myself off of our screens? It seems like someone is always glued to a TV, computer, or phone. 
Oh, such a good one. (laughs) I mean, who can't relate to this? (laughs) I know. This is like an epidemic, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of agree. And it's something that, especially with kids, it's kind of scary because it's like they come out of the womb with a phone in their hand or something. It's nuts. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So the big thing is that you really need to set rules around all of it. Because if you don't, then it gets out of hand. And I think that is just something you have to decide that if you want to make a change, you have to set hard and fast rules about when the screens can be used and when they can't. And this is also for yourself. And I know for me, like it is much easier for me to tell Luke that he has to turn off Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or my husband, hey, put your phone down and talk to me than to tell myself when I'm in bed, stop reading about The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So set your rules and then have people also help you hold them accountable as much as you're going to hold them accountable. Okay, so here's some of my ideas. And I know that, Nicole, you have a lot of these same ones, but chime in with any of your thoughts. We have no screens in the bedroom, so we don't allow a TV in the bedroom. I think I've talked about this on a very earlier episode. The problem is that a lot of times we'll end up bringing our phone in there. And so that's where it gets a little dicey. What do you guys do? We have a similar thing. So we have no actual screens like anywhere other than in the living room. But that's another way that we like cheat and get away with it is just bringing your cell phone with you. So we have to like when I notice we get in that loop of bringing the phones into the bedroom is we just have to make another hard fast rule and be like, all right, back to no phones in the bedroom. Like whatever you do after you get ready for bed, it's got to be either reading, talking or going to sleep like no phones, period. Like it just has to be a hard, fast rule for us. Otherwise, I will get sucked into Netflix for days, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. It's yeah, it's it can be bad. So do you put your phone on airplane mode? No, I don't do airplane mode. Mine has that do not disturb mode. I oh, go that's into right. do not, mm-hmm, I just put it in do not disturb and then I charge it literally across the room from me because that helps me get up in the morning when it's really far away to turn the alarm off. So it's plugged into the wall during the night and it's on the other side of the room for me. So that keeps me from like having it within a hand's reach. Because sometimes like, especially right now, I'm waking up a lot during the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And if it's close by, I'll just be like, oh, I'll just take it to the bathroom with me, you know, kind of thing. So I have to put it way over there. (laughs) Yeah, because then it wakes you up. I know when we're up with the kids, we both do the same thing and then we can't get back to sleep. And it's like, Hello. I know. I'm like, duh, that's why you can't go back to sleep. Nicole, why are you doing that to yourself? (laughs) Yeah. Set alarms to turn the phones off. I think I also talked about this when we talked about timers and alarms. So I have a get ready for bed alarm. And then I I think it's 10 or 1030. It's like it says phones off or whatever it is. So that way it's like a check in for me. For kids, So Luke's not a huge TV watcher. If we gave him our phone, then he would watch videos or something on it. Or maybe like he likes to play this little bugs game. But he's generally like pretty good. There's an occasion where he turns into a little monster if you try to take it away. But what we've decided to do is that we do no TV or games or screens before school. He just goes to school three days a week. But that way, because we were having trouble getting him, he was throwing tantrums, like not wanting to go to school. And so we're like, okay, no Paw Patrol, like no more, no more anything in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's really helped. And no TV or games during or after dinners. My husband and I eat in front of the TV. But with the kids, I decided early on, like, I don't want to do that. And so... We turn the TV off because in our kitchen, you can still see our TV. 
So I'd notice like Luke would be looking at the TV. So I'm like, no, no, no. So the TV has to be off and we have to eat at the table, which also helps John and I because then we have to do it. And it's kind of interesting when you're a parent because all the things that you're like, oh, don't do that. And then for me, I realized we're doing those things like we need to start making the change. (laughs) Exactly. Modeling the behavior you want them to create a habit around. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, why would I want that for him and not for us? Like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. So watch what you do as an example. So for sure. Do you have any other ideas? One that just came to mind for me, and this is like recent, I think in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so that kids are becoming obsessed with like YouTube, which wait till Luke gets a little bit (laughs) older. Little kids love to watch like other people playing. You're going to be blown away when he gets to this phase. But my niece and nephew are full on into they love kids YouTube and they like literally watch other people playing with like little toys. I don't can't think of what they're called right now. Shopkins. They're like these little figurines and they watch other people that play with the figurines. Like you're not actually playing with them. You're just watching it. And I'm like, this is so weird. Don't you just want to play with them on your own? But it's like a phenomenon watching someone else play with something. But the thing that I love about kids YouTube is that there's a timer on there. You can set like force closing at like 20 minutes. And I think that is just like a very valuable tool. And then it doesn't open back up for them. So that's a really cool thing. Like time's up, it's over. Like the kids know, like there's no more YouTube time right now. So I think that's a really valuable one. If if you've got a kid who's into the YouTube thing, because Caleb is definitely computer nerd. So we have the same issue with him growing up as well. So I think that is a super good one. And then the other one is just a scheduled, like make it part of your scheduled routine. Like if you're going to do screen time daily, like let it be the same time every day. So the kid knows that like, okay, this is when you get the screen time. You don't just get it, you know, like when mom's busy and has to cook and then, you know, it's the babysitter for the kid. Like it's literally just, there's a specific time every day. It's part of the routine. This is when we do it. That way the kid knows like, okay, this is screen time. I think that can be super helpful with kids and also with adults. Cause if I follow that, I know it's too late to have screen time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, it can help as an adult, it can help you prioritize when and why you use the screen. So it's like, it's not bad to watch two hours of TV, but be really intentional versus like, you're just, you know, I used to watch HGTV. And again, like that's not, I mean, there's a lot worse things that you could watch, but I would just watch marathons of like flip this and flip that and, you know, make store this and I don't know. Mm-hmm. No. Realize this and all, whatever it was. And yeah, I mean, it was fine. But then I was like, oh, I want to watch my other shows that I love, like Nashville and Scandal. So then I would be sitting at the TV for hours and hours and hours. And it was crazy. Now, I don't have that kind of time anymore, but I still will notice that I will use that as a procrastination technique when I don't want to do something or when I'm just exhausted and I'm like, oh, I really should go to bed, but I'm going to watch this TV and quote, relax instead. And what we really need to be careful of is that even though screen time seems like it's relaxing us, it actually, it's a stimulus. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. So we're working with someone right now because Luke isn't sleeping that well. And she said like no screen time after dinner. And we weren't really doing much screen time, but I think occasionally we would let him watch a show before bed and we just really didn't think about it. So now I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Very good idea. Yeah. Okay. So I have an extreme idea that I've done twice. 
and it really, really helped. Now, this both times I think we did this when I went to a yoga teacher training and we go to these like eight day trainings and you know, you're like in this bubble for eight days doing yoga 30 million hours a day and sharing about your life and figuring out all the stuff you want to fix. And so you come up with these great ideas and you get super pumped and you come home and then whoever you're living with is like, what just happened? (laughs) What are we doing? So both times I decided to have a complete TV fast. So for one week, we just completely were not allowed to watch TV. And Yeah. Now, I know that for some people, that sounds really dramatic and really challenging. And some people are like, oh, I never watch TV. Like, it's funny because especially in the yoga studio, I have so many clients that don't even have a TV and never watch TV. But it's funny now because I'm like, TV is also your fo- on your phone. So I would I would love to ask them, like, do you have Netflix on your phone? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, yeah, that, that's TV, you know. But what was great about it, and we did this twice. This is before we had kids. But so we had a lot more time. And it really forced us to like cook every night and, you know, we would open up a bottle of wine and just enjoy each other's company. And instead of sitting there and vegging out, eating takeout in front of the TV, we would spend time together or we would, you know, do things like laundry and, you know, get the house organized or all the little things on our to do list. So it was such a great reset, you know, like and it would be both times it was when we were like in this really bad pattern and he loved it. He was like, this is awesome. We should do this more often, you know. I love that. And that just made me think of something. Caleb's been away at camp. You know, he goes away for like Sunday through Friday and then we pick him up Friday night and then he gets to stay home Friday and Saturday and then we take him back again on Sunday and he does that for three weeks. And we picked him up last weekend and it was so interesting. Usually the first thing, like as soon as we get him, he's like, can I have my phone and can we go by my mom's house to pick up, you know, his whole computer gaming I call it the nerd setup. Does he does he want to go get all of that? And he didn't ask for anything. Like after being outside, active, canoeing and climbing and everything for a week, like he had no desire to have anything to do with technology. It was really bizarre. Like me and Vic were like, what happened to him? But it was kind of cool. Like after you take it away for a little while, you're kind of like enjoying that space. Like there's no, I don't have to be on my computer right now. And it was really beautiful. And he was like that the whole week until we we just took him back to camp. So it's kind of neat to see. Yeah. So he essentially had a fast. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, and you can do it with your phone in small increments. I mean, I understand obviously that our world is run by the phone and, and in a way that can be really efficient and helpful. Like I do almost everything like business wise for my phone because I just have to balance that. But and I'm glad that I can do that because it's sometimes days where I'm not at a computer. But I think if you want to think about like Jackie wrote about it just seems like someone's always glued to it. And I think we talked about this like pretty recently where you said like when we talked about the five love languages, how you were like, it really irritates you when someone's on the phone. Totally. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, you talked about how you don't like when you were with someone and they were on the phone. And that is a huge pet peeve of mine, too, especially like and I do it to people when I'm like, what is happening? So, you know, you could have a screen fast like you sit down for lunch with your girlfriend and you answer whatever you need to answer and then you just turn it on silent put it in your purse and you're not allowed to touch it just don't touch it she goes to the bathroom don't touch your phone you know and I think that's what it is is like we tend to be when there's one second that's the first thing we do it's like we can't even stand being with ourselves anymore we're like oh where's my phone (laughs) yeah like I find myself like grabbing my phone and just automatically checking email checking Instagram and I'm like what exactly am I looking for like (laughs) there's nothing happening right now why do I have to go 
and make sure that there's nothing in there. Yes. There's actually a great book called The End of Absence. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I can't remember the author, but I'll put a link in the show notes. This is uh, episode 30. So if you guys want to get the show notes, anything we talk about on the episode, Sarah always posts the links and there's fun photos and everything. So it's AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and you can go to the blog and then there's show notes for each episode. Or you can go to the podcast link and then each podcast is listed with all the show notes. But anyway, I think it's called The End of Absence and it's around the whole idea that like in our generations now and moving forward are we don't know what it feels like to be absent, to be in like a daydream or just in blank space. Which is really kind of sad if you think about it. Yeah, that is. I'm excited about that book. I'm adding that one to my list. Oh, yeah, you can borrow. That's one of the ones I still have physically kept, (laughs) 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 which is sort of funny because I've like gotten rid of most of everything. But yeah, and they have an interesting part in there where they talk about kind of like my generation where my generation may be a little bit older, where we remember what it was like to not have screens all the time and phones. And so I didn't grow up like even in high school, I didn't have a phone. And so, and even what, like in college, we had flip phones, which are so different. Like we weren't even texting or anything. So it's like, that was still very different because you really just used your phone to call people. And, you know, now it's like, we just live a totally different life. And I, and so they say like people in my generation have this sort of suffering in a way because we like, it's like, we remember the quote, good old days, but we like the conveniences of the technology. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is sad. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm sure it's like that with every generation, there's something that changes dramatically. And then you have that sense of loss. And you know, it's definitely worth checking out. But I think it's something we have to be really conscious of and really get help and not not necessarily like go to therapy for it. But look for resources, whether it's reading a book that interests you on it, or setting goals, setting alarms, you know, recruiting your friends, your family to help hold you accountable, because it can just be the spiral that we get into. Totally. And really be clear about what you want. Like, is this how you want to spend your days attached to your screen? Like, is that valuable to you? And then go from there. Yeah, exactly. You just think of a bigger picture. But again, you don't want to beat yourself up for using it. It's just it's all about what is helpful and what is joyful for you. So If you want to sit and have a marathon for four hours on a Saturday afternoon and you watch HGTV, then you go for it and love it. But if you're sitting there and you're feeling guilty about it, then you're not really able to enjoy it. And then you really want to kind of rethink, okay, well, when I am having this downtime, allow yourself to have it in a way that's healthy for you and then set limits so that you don't go into that guilt mode. And I'm not going to say that I watched a Temptation Island um, marathon on a Saturday. I've never done that. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> no, one day years ago, John came in. He's like, "What are you watching?" And I'd never watched it. Apparently, there's like there's something called Fox Reality. It's like a channel. I don't know. We don't have regular cable anymore, but we did at the time. And I was always curious about this Temptation Island. It's like this terrible premise of like people that are in relationships going to this island, and then they basically like try to like hook up with other people and see if their relationship can withstand all these temptations. I mean, it's terrible. Like everything about it goes against like everything, everything that is good in the world. (laughs) But I sat there and I just watched it. John walked in. He's like, oh, we need an intervention. (laughs) It's a train wreck. You like can't take your eyes off of it. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's like, no more Fox reality. I was like, I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you guys have any ideas for screen tips, write to us. Again, it's podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. 
We love to hear listeners' ideas because that's how we learn, right? We just share. All right. So I'm going to do the try this this week. Could have to do a screen time, but it's not going to. I planned something different because I really wanted to give a nod to my teacher training class who so much of the teacher training is people are living not like living in fear. That sounds so dramatic, but it's something new and they're scared to do it. And they have to get up in front of people and teach something that they don't know how to teach. And it can be really scary. And so it's such a pleasure for me. And it's such an honor for me to be part of that journey and to see people go out of their comfort zone and do something that scares them. So the try this this week is to do something that scares you. And it doesn't have to be bungee jumping, although, you know, you're totally welcome to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be something really small. It could just be making a phone call to somebody or a pitch to someone or asking for a sale or something that scares you. Love that one. Yeah. Do you have any ideas what you're going to do, Nicole? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to need to sit with it for a minute and have to think of something, something good. I'll report back. (laughs) Okay. We'll get a report back. (laughs) I like it. Report back. I'm making a Nicole reports back. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, you're going on a vacation, so there'll probably be some things. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be lots of opportunities there. So I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Don't worry. I'll take a picture. (laughs) Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like you and Vic usually have trouble taking risks and doing adventurous things. Yeah, all it takes is a little competition between the two of us, and we're really down to try anything. (laughs) You guys are so funny. I know. I like to win. (laughs) Only with him, though, which is interesting. (laughs) I know. That is funny. All right. So you're going to finish us with a shout out. Oh, yes. And today's shout out is a very special one. So my shout out is to you, sweet Angela. And I really think that everybody needs a person who like totally just gets them on a deep like soul level, understands like every little twerk and interesting little thing about their personality you just need someone who gets it like on another level. And so I just want to give a shout out to you for totally getting that and understanding that about me and always just being able to like work with me around whatever it is that I'm like stuck in the middle of. Like you just get me, dude. I don't know how to explain (laughs) it. (laughs) Everybody should have that person though. Like someone who just gets it without you having to really explain it. Like they just get why you're doing it the way you're doing it. (laughs) Oh, I feel like we're in love. (laughs) Love. Cue the music. When you wrote that, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I did that deserved this shout out, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, it's really nice to have someone who just understands you on a different level. Like, not outside of like how Vic understands me, but someone who, someone who doesn't have to love you, but like totally gets it. Because like Vic has to love me. He's stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But so it's nice to have someone who just totally understands your personality, can relate with you on a different level, and. It's just kind of a neat friendship. So I think everyone should find that. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That really does mean a lot. So thank you. I'm, I don't know what I did, but I'll uh, keep on doing it because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty easy to love. So, oh, all the feels. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. We really, really love doing this podcast. So please leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends because the more people 
who listen, the more successful it becomes and the more likely that we'll be able to continue it. So thank you guys for doing that. And you can find the show notes and Sarah's awesome blog posts, which have some really good tips and tricks at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.